Hi, thank you for joining us. I'm Charlotte Wood, and I'm podcasting from the Von Deck Montessori in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Today, we're talking about winter clothing. Last week, we had Thanksgiving in the United States. And for those of us who live pretty far north, like Sioux Falls, that kind of seems to signal the beginning of winter. Some places around the world I know have had snow for quite some time. And some places, like where I grew up in California, there's not going to be snow. But it is the beginning of a change of season. And so we thought it would be appropriate to talk about some tips and tricks, maybe some hints that you might find helpful at home with your own child, things that we try at school and things that we encourage in the children at school that might make this season easier. Winter, at least for me, seems to last a very long time. And there are some hints that we recommend at the beginning of this season that might make this long time with lots of accessories and lots of clothing and lots of messy weather go a little bit more smoothly. One suggestion that we have is when you're purchasing new items, this seems to be a time of year when families are determining which items still fit from last year, which items can be passed down to a younger child or donated, and what needs to be shopped for. And so when considering new items, um, we recommend having mittens instead of gloves, and particularly if there's going to be snow or, or rain or any kind of messiness, those mittens that are made out of the same fabric as a coat tend to be a little more waterproof than knitted or woven mittens or polar fleece mittens. If you live somewhere where it's pretty dry or just going to and from the car, those mittens with fun prints on them tend to work just fine. But if there's opportunity to play in messy snow or wet weather, mittens with some kind of waterproofing can be really helpful. Mittens are easier for a child to put on than gloves. You only have to get your thumb into the right place instead of coordinate all those fingers. Even for adults, it can sometimes be hard to get all of your fingers into the right hole in gloves, but mittens just slip right on. Boots are another difficult thing. Having boots that are easy to pull on, some boots these days even come with handles or some kind of way for a child to grasp on easily and pull those boots on using their muscles. It can be tough to balance, and so if there are boots that have a wide base so that they stand up by themselves while your child is trying to coordinate their balance and get their foot into that wobbly boot, that can also be helpful. And these are things that, once you're looking for them, they're really easy to spot of boots that stand up straight on the shelf versus boots that have a floppy top and the opening doesn't stand up straight or simply choosing mittens instead of gloves. It's also a lovely opportunity for practice, particularly in our toddler classroom for our youngest children, our children under the age of three. Their items are hung up in the classroom, and it's not uncommon for a child to take out their coat and practice putting it on, taking it off. Practice putting on their hat, taking it off and putting it back where it belongs. Practice those mittens. 
Even if we're not going to go outside right this minute, it's sometimes fun to practice putting on these new accessories. It's fine to make a game out of it if you've purchased something new or pulled something out of storage or inherited something from a friend or an older sibling. Even if we're not going outside, even if it's not snowing, do you want to practice putting on your boots? Do you want to practice putting on your mittens? I'm going to practice putting on my mittens. And so practicing before it's time to go outside right now because it's snowing can be helpful to speed up the process when it's time to go right now. If we don't get out the door right now, we're going to be late to school. We help children put on coats using a practice we call up and over, which I'll try to explain. And this is how we can get 29 children putting on their own coats and even our youngest children can figure it out. You put the coat on the floor in front of you, wide open with the zipper undone and with the tag or the hood near your toes. So the coat is upside down in front of you. And it's not uncommon for children to walk around to the other side of the coat so they're looking at it right side up, in which case we'll turn it around or bring the child back to the correct side of the coat so that the coat is upside down in front of you. So then you're able to put your arms down into the coat and lift your arms straight over your head. That's when it's up and over and bring your arms around and magically push your arms through, push, push, push. And then all of a sudden your coat is on. When a child figures this out, it's a bit of a magic happening. And this lends to lots of practice because it's quite fun to be able to put your coat on by yourself, not accidentally get your arm going into the hood or any of the, any of the other natural things that children tend to do with a new item. But it's a really fun thing to practice and we'll also try to get a few photos up so that you can see what up and over looks like. This is another one of those times where practice is really, really helpful and it's an opportunity for us as adults to evaluate where a child might struggle with something. At the beginning of the season, especially in a family where there might just be one or two or four children in a family, not necessarily 29 or 35 children like you'd have in the classroom, it's easy for us as adults to think, I can just do it easier for them. It will be quicker if I do it for them. They can't do it themselves. But in the classroom, well, not only are we a Montessori classroom where our goal is independence, where we're helping children to be independent with something, but also there's no way we could put on 29 pairs of boots. By the time we got 29 pairs of snow pants on, playtime would be over. So just by necessity, we're helping children to become independent with this skill. And so at the beginning of the season, this means things are going to take a lot longer and a lot more practice. It's going to take children a lot of time in order to figure this out. But isn't that the point? The whole process of doing this is a learning experience. It can be helpful to evaluate where your child might struggle with something and identify how you can help them, but also to give them space and ask questions so that your child develops logic and figures out how to do this themselves. 
If your child jumps up, it's time to get out the door or there's snow to play in and immediately puts on mittens and hat and snow boots, you don't need to tell them they're not going to be able to put on their snow pants and their jacket. They're going to figure it out. So when your child is sitting down to get ready to put things on, it might help to ask a few questions. What do you need to do first? Hmm, what do we start with? When I'm getting ready to go outside, I start with my snow pants. What do you want to start with? And let them make mistakes. Let them start with their coat. Let them start with their hat. If we tell children, start with your snow pants. Now put on your coat. Now it's time for your hat. Do your mittens last, otherwise you won't be able to put on your boots. We're setting them up to need to ask us questions about what do I do next? But if we let them make mistakes in this safe setting, and if we ask questions that help them to think about the process, and then when they put on mittens first, say, that's all right, we're just going to need to take off your mittens in order to zip up your coat or whatever the case may be. They're developing logic, and logical sequencing is an incredibly important transferable skill that lasts into math, that lasts into problem solving. This is a skill for life, not just figuring out how to put on snow pants before you try and put on your boots. It's another time to think about what cues you'd like to give your child. Often when a child's putting on snow pants, they're the overall type that have some kind of fastening at the shoulders. So when a child is putting snow pants on, it's not uncommon, it's logical to undo those snaps. And then you see them turning around, trying to grab that strap over their shoulder and pull it over and then they get twisted and it's uncomfortable. And so it might be helpful if your child is able to put on their snow pants without unfastening those shoulder straps, if there's some kind of Velcro or a zipper in front, often a child is able to just slip into them and then hook them over their shoulders and cinch them up so that they're where they belong and then they just have a zipper to do. So that might be a good cue to give your child of, oh, we don't need to undo the Velcro or we don't need to undo those snaps. Try to put them on like this. Have you tried it this way? Let's just pull them up over your shoulders and then when they're taking them off, also to give that reminder, remember, leave those fastened so you just have to zip. And But if they do make that mistake, that's okay. Mistakes happen and mistakes are the perfect opportunity to learn. Another place where we as adults can think of something ahead of time that helps a child to be successful is having a place to hang things or a basket or some kind of container to put small items like mittens, hats, all those kinds of things so that they have a space to dry. In the summer, our hooks around school don't get a lot of use, but for a large portion of the school year from rainy months through wet and cold months, those hooks are full there's a place for your snow pants to hang. There's a place for your coat to hang. There's a place for a backpack to be, as well as a little cubby for boots and a place on top of our cubbies to place hats, mittens, anything else a child might need. And this is not to say that you need to go out and remodel your mudroom or 
make any special arrangements. Sometimes we just have these things hanging around the house, a plastic bucket where snow boots can stay when you come inside so that they don't make a big mess and so they stay standing up. A small basket where mittens can be collected so that one doesn't wander off as mittens are wont to do. And maybe a hook or a small hanger for your child to hang up their coat and their snow pants if those are needed. Even just little command hooks are plenty strong enough to hold a child's coat and snow pants. Sometimes a coat needs a little assistance. This is again one of those opportunities for us as adults to think through a process before a child gets there. There's a teeny tiny little hook, but for two-year-old hands to be successful with this, if we tie a little piece of ribbon on there with a, a four-inch loop, that child can be so successful hanging her coat up by herself. And as a benefit to you, you're not running around trying to hang things up for your child. So we hope this has been helpful. Of course, there's so many opportunities for practicing different implements during the winter and different situations require different clothing. And we hope this has been helpful and given you maybe some ideas of how to help your child be successful with winter clothing. Thanks for listening, and we'd love to hear from you. Email us with comments, questions, and suggestions at hello at bondec.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bondek. Until next time.